everyone, and welcome to The Real and True Podcast. I'm your host, Edmund Mitchell. And I'm Emily Mentock. And we're really excited for this first episode of the podcast. This podcast is for us to discuss the unit of videos in more detail for Real and True, to dive deeper into the content and share a little bit of the behind the scenes and the mission and vision of Real and True. And if you're listening to this or watching it right now, it means Real and True has launched finally. Which, which is so exciting. Like, how does it feel to have something like this launch after how like how many months of work we've been putting into this? It is planning? a literal dream come true. Yeah. It's something that a year ago we were dreaming about, thinking about what could we do that over just months of planning and working, it's now happening out in the real world. And I'm so excited because, and also we can publicly talk about it. Yeah, now. it's really fun because it's been hard to like secretly talk about this project and not be able to share it. And when you have have talked about it though like mm -hmm. how have mm -hmm. how have you described it to people i've told people that it's going to be a project that's going to be global and is going to change the way hopefully people look at the catechism wow i've been really excited that's about intriguing that. and inspiring <laughs> <laughs> so this is fun our first episode here what are we going to talk about well, in, in the podcast that we'll have every month at the end of the unit, after the other three videos are released, uh, we will be going diving into kind of like why, what were some of the choices behind those videos? How do they fit together? Giving you a behind the scenes look. And in this episode, talking about unit one, we'll be covering paragraphs one through 25 of the catechism. Awesome. And a unit is comprised of three videos. Well, four videos, if you count the podcast, but right. three like main videos, right? right. Proclamation explanation and connection. And for this unit, uh, let's talk about briefly what each of those are. So the proclamation one is a world without maps. Yeah, that's a great one. We're gonna go into more about how that is related to mm -hmm. the catechism. Yep. And then the explanation video. The title is, does my life have a plan? Or no. Is there a plan for my life? There we Basically go. the same thing, which is go. a question that I think everyone has asked at some yeah, point in their life. For sure. And then the connection video starring a pretty cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying that. So what's it about, cool guy? Uh, it's about basically the catechism. It's kind of an engaging, like here's what the catechism is. Yeah. Um, really, and the structure what, of it. Whatever Catholic probably should know about the catechism yeah. before they try to like open up this book so they can get more out of it. Yeah, I try to get people kind of excited about the catechism the same way I am. And just to pause right here, if you haven't watched these videos yet as you're starting this podcast, we highly encourage you to. Yeah. Not that you have to. Well, the podcast won't make as much sense. Yeah, because we'll be like, talking about each of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Like you should go watch those and then come back here and then it'll make more sense as we share yeah. like the mission and strategy. Yeah, if you're like either, wow, this is really cool. I wanna know what in what went into it. Or if you're like, huh, how do these all fit together? I wanna see how that really relates to the mission of Real and True or the catechism. Either way, this podcast is for you. Yeah. So how do those three videos that we mentioned about the maps, about is there a plan for my life and uh, what is the catechism? How do those fit together? What's our content strategy? Yeah, this is what's really exciting. And I know we're gonna talk about the mission of the project in more detail, but this really has to do with the mission of the project. Like there's this method of catechesis that has impacted me a lot called the ecclesial method. Yeah. And what we wanted to do is not just translate the catechism word for word into a video, right. but have a strategy around these three videos that kind of unlock the content. So the ecclesial method really quickly is a process for catechizing that tries to model the way that God reveals himself to man and invites a response. And so Monsignor Francis Kelly wrote this book, The Mystery We Proclaim, yeah. where he proposes the ecclesial method as one method. Um, and it has a few stages that kind of set up the catechesis, explain the catechesis, and then apply it to your life. And it's kind of this rhythm. And the stages are preparation, 
proclamation, explanation, application, and celebration. That's a lot. You don't have to memorize that. Right. But we'll probably even make another video explaining yeah. that more. Oh my gosh, I would love that. And what you really should know is that the way we've tried to take that influence, we haven't done it literally, but we've mm -hmm. tried to take that influence. The first video, the proclamation video, kind of prepares someone to receive the deeper catechesis or the deeper content. So the preparation of that step is like opening up curiosity, wonder, and awe. So then you're ready then for the explanation video. Right. Not that you couldn't walk out on the street and say, hey, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. But if people aren't ready to hear that yeah. yet, then it might not have the same impact or effect or whatever it is as if you prepare them, open them up to be curious, ask questions, yeah. and then they get to a spot where then they are ready to hear that and then might follow up with, well, what does that mean? Yeah. And what's also helpful here is knowing that we've prayerfully considered what we're calling a thesis statement that ties together all the other content. So right. our thesis for this first unit was the life of man is to know and love God. Which isn't technically explicitly in the videos anywhere, but on our website where the videos are grouped together by unit, that yeah. is clear. Yeah, and so the proclamation sets up and opens someone up to the possibility that the life of man is to know and love God. Right. And then the explanation video dives deeper into the actual content. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. What does it mean that the life of man is to know and love God? Yeah, and then the the, connection video is more like this application. How do we apply this to our lives? It's kind of a engaging, fun video. That's awesome. And the method is important because something you taught me is that, which makes a lot of sense looking back on my life or the lives of other Catholic friends that I have is that catechesis, which is just the teaching of the faith, passing on of the faith can be done. Some ways are better than others. You can have not so great catechesis or you can have really good catechesis, which is what we believe the ecclesial method is. Yeah. So I remember a friend saying, you know, catechesis. So the primary aim of catechesis is intimacy and communion with Jesus Christ. So sometimes you might hear someone say, oh man, I didn't like that talk. It was too catechetical. And I had a friend say like, did that mean you were, you were put too close to Jesus through that talk? And it's because real catechesis puts us in communion with Jesus. So catechesis is not just about information. It's about transformation. It's about communion with Jesus. Like it should change us. And I love that about our approach to these videos is we're trying to open people up to be open to that yeah. transformation in their life. I think that helps put some of the videos, especially as we're launching this project that are, we know how they're about the catechism or how they're carrying out our mission that is tied to the catechism. Um, but maybe people would not know like, well, what does a world without maps have to do with the thesis? The life of man is to know yeah. and love God. So yeah. maybe you can go into that a little. Yeah. I've been excited for us to kind of talk about this because we've spent a lot of time on the scripts and it's great now looking back on the videos to see different things right. that stand out. So the purpose of that maps video was to explore this idea that it's pretty universal, like a universal longing to know the universe. But there's something deep about our curiosity and our curiosity for knowledge of the universe that mm -hmm. also like elicits a response. Like there's something that it's calling us to respond. So with maps, it was like, yeah, we can all relate to this idea that we don't want to just know the geography of a location. Mm -hmm. We also feel kind of called to respond to the information. Go on an adventure, explore the world. Like a map of, you see a map of Mars and you're like, oh, that's cool. But there's also a little bit of you that's like, what if I was there? Right. You know? And yeah. I, I hope that that video opens someone up to being at least, even if you're a Christian or non-Christian, you'd be like, well, maybe our life is to know and respond to that knowledge in some way. Right. I and think that makes total sense. 
And I think that one of the things that excited me about that video and how it turned out is that it's not an analogy of mm. maps are to like people as the catechism is to Christian Catholic yeah. people or whatever it is. It's not an analogy video and we don't make that direct connection, but it really serves to inspire that curiosity, move someone to openness yeah. about the the questions that you arrive at at the end yeah. uh, so that then they may be, feel ready to hear something like, yeah. well, the answer to those questions is the life of man is to know and love God. Yeah. You think about how often, at least for me in high school, you know, someone would present the faith when I wasn't even ready to like think of spiritual That was like things. me of all of high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the point is t of the preparation step in the Ecclesial Method or the point that we're trying to do with the proclamation video is to stir up a spiritual sense. I mean, and even, right. even lifelong Christians, you know, we are not always in a situation to contemplate spiritual things. So it's right. to try to stir up this spiritual kind of sensitivity to these deeper truths that, that we all sense deep down. That's awesome. And then once you those things are spiritually stirred up, you're asking a question that we believe the thesis is sort of answering those questions. Then um, if people are ready to hear an explanation, then we have another video that's there to answer that as the next step in the ecclesial method. Yeah. So uh, in this explanation video for unit one, is there a plan for my life? Um, let's dive into how that explains the thesis. Yeah. So we made a decision in the proclamation videos, it's more first person storytelling, you know, it's kind of narrative storytelling mm -hmm. going through this subject. And then in the explanation, we have a two person dialogue. Which is important. That was yeah. an intentional decision. Yeah, cause like real catechesis is done like this, like a conversation and someone's able to ask questions. And I think in my experience in working in parish ministry or youth ministry too, when catechesis is done really well, and I've experienced this too, when catechesis, when God starts really revealing himself through a catechesis, you immediately are like, wait, but what about, wait, and you're like, the hand goes up or you're just asking those questions. Yeah. And so in a video, you can't really do that. So we gave a second voice to, to give voice to those questions. And it's not even just questions, but there's moments of skepticism, yeah. moments where it starts to click in place that yeah. we felt that would be the most relatable to the audience. There's, it's not just the role of the expert and the student or the like guru and the skeptic. Yeah. It really is what would that journey be as you're explaining something and how it's all coming together, yeah. including yeah. though, like tying it back to the catechism. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the explanation video is meant to dive deeper into the content and then obviously it's a challenge because we're going to have large passages of the catechism. So we're trying to focus back to the heart of it and the right. heart of that passage, um, which is Jesus, which we'll get to, but that explanation video kind of goes back and forth and tries to dive deeper, which the proclamation video has set up, um, mm -hmm. that next video. And so it like kind of gets you poised here, ask those questions, hear the thesis, and then kind of goes back deep into then, well, what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. But there, like you said, there is more to the catechism than just the kind of parts that we focused on in the explanation video, which brings us to our next segment. Oh, I love this segment. Okay. So in every podcast, we want to talk about one paragraph that stood out to us right. from that passage. And it'd be fun to have people start interacting with us and telling, sharing um, one paragraph that stood out to them. Right. So if you have a favorite paragraph in the first pro in the prologue of the catechism one through 25, we would love for you to comment on this video. Find us on YouTube if you're listening uh, as a podcast and, and let us know what it is, or especially if you're opening up the catechism the book for the first time in a long time. Yeah. But let's, and, let's start with yours. Yeah. So, and it doesn't have to be like your favorite. It could be your no. favorite, but it could just be like, what's a paragraph that hit you differently this time around or like wrestled with. Yeah. Like, like, what does that really mean? Yeah, I've never yeah, heard yeah. that before. So this time through my favorite was paragraph eight and I'm going to read, read it. Yeah. I'm going to read the first sentence. 
So paragraph eight says, periods of renewal in the church are also intense moments of catechesis. Intense. Yeah. Intense moments of catechesis. I love this paragraph because, or I love that sentence because so often we think, like we said, catechesis is just about information. Mm -hmm. And maybe people that care about renewal in the church would think, oh, well, evangelization is what we need. But the church is trying to show us that, like, they're not at odds. Like, evangelization and catechesis aren't at odds. And you need both to, like, really be effective as a disciple. Yeah, exactly. And what I love about this is that it's reminding us that periods of renewal are intense moments for us to dive deeper into the truths of our faith. Can you give an example of maybe what would those periods of renewal be? Yeah, I think a really good example is probably, you know, after the Protestant Reformation, um, we needed a renewal of evangelization, but we also needed a renewal of like diving deeper into the actual doctrines. And, and um, you know, there was a lot of people that needed to an- have an answer for their faith and not just in a way that was, you know, argumentative, but like to be transformed by that, to right. be tr- transformed by, you know, uh, what we believe about the Trinity or what we believe about the Eucharist. And right. so these were intense moments of catechesis and for me in my life, like I experienced renewal when I had someone present the faith in a way that was true, like true catechesis. Like it really, when someone presented the faith in a way that wasn't just information, I mean, man, that was catechesis that changed my life. Right. And I'd known it all in intellectually, but it wasn't until someone presented it as the way it should be presented about Jesus that it that it changed everything for me. I mean, that even changed my perspective on the catechism was mm. hearing from you re, like represented what is this book about? What is, how is it supposed to be used? How does it point to Jesus and not just the the way it was presented as a reference book or textbook as yeah. I had experienced it at other points in my life? Yeah. So what's your favorite? So related to that, my favorite is actually 25. So if you haven't read the prologue, definitely encourage you to do so. Um, The first three paragraphs were really the focus of our explanation video, which really sets up what everything to understand and know about the life of man is to know and love God. Like the plan behind everything that's the reason for our faith in this book. Um, And then uh, other parts of the prologue kind of explain, you know, how is the catechism structured? Because it's very intentionally written, which wasn't something I had thought about other than the like 2000 paragraphs. (laughs) in order um but then it kind of pulls it all back to the end of like above all it like says it very directly like the whole concern of doctrine it's not just about truths for the sake of truths or knowledge or knowing morality but above all of those things it has to be directed to the love that never ends Mm -hmm. to jesus to god and that really stood out to me as someone who had experienced and was familiar with the catechism throughout my life as a catholic but it had never been presented to me through the lens of that, that it's pointed to love. It has no other objective. It's not a set of rules. It's mm. that to help you arrive at love and to love Jesus better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I hope people realize like we're not professors of the catechism. We're not like PhDs or definitely whatever. not. Yeah. 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 But that this simple understanding, like this simple concept really changes everything. It's changed everything for me too. And it's just so cool that all of the catechism was about that. Like, like we needed to represent the faith in a way that directed everything back to the love that never ends. And that means that every random doctrine you can think of is about the love of Jesus Christ, our relationship with him. And that changed everything for me because I used to think, well, purgatory is just a thing I need to know about. And, you know, papal infallibility is just a random thing. But all of those things are about our relationship with Jesus. The Pope's about our relationship with Jesus. Like sacraments, all, all the like sacraments, all, all the, the commandments, everything is about our relationship with Jesus. And our, you know, sort of passion for that and wanting people to see the catechism that way and understand church 
doctrine and catechesis in that way is really the mission behind this project, yeah. uh, which is the next thing that we wanted to talk about today. Oh man, I'm excited. Uh, so the mission of Real and True mm-hmm. is our first podcast and our first unit of content launching after a, really a year of building it. Uh, how, what would, I've already asked you how you've described it to other people, but what would you say now is our mission clearly? Yeah, like if, you know, if we're at a party or something like after this launches and we say, and someone says, you know, what's the mission of Real and True? I think the way I would describe it is we hope in line with the mission of the catechism and the mission of the church, I hope that we could help transform the catechism into a living voice Mm -hmm. and help unlock the catechism for people. And I... That's exactly what we want to do, <laughs> yeah. uh, but not just any people. We have a particular target audience in yeah. mind that informed a lot of the decisions around this project. So first we had a dream of, you know, a catechism project, something that, I mean, in our lives at different points in time, and hopefully one day we do get to talk about those stories I more, will, like how yeah. we've encountered the catechism, yeah. how it's changed, uh, changed our lives and faith journey. Um, but we do have a target audience in mind for this project uh, yes. as a primary audience. And who is that? So Gen Z. Right? Gen Z and millennial. Gen Z and millennial. Um, like we even came up with a name for the persona, Michael, right? Michael. We were thinking like, okay, this person who is not like maybe has an experience like, like I've had is at a point in their life where they've been given a lot of information about the Catholic church, but isn't, it hasn't really changed their life that much. Which makes it hard to live it out, especially exactly. as a young adult in the modern world. Yeah. And I'm really hoping people have that aha moment that I had when someone someone presented the faith in light of Jesus and an invitation to a relationship with him, Mm -hmm. even just what seemed like obscure doctrine, like that really changed things for me. And so we're hoping that there's someone out there named whatever, Michael or whoever, Michael, if you're listening, (laughs) but who feels that way, who feels like, well, the church is just like random information. And we're hoping these videos really reach that audience and, and opens things up for him, like opens the catechism or the faith up in a new way. And video is an important part of that. That's true. Yeah. 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 If this is for the, we believe that the catechism is not just a textbook, but it's really, it has like truth and wisdom and something for like every Catholic, every person in the modern world, the way to do that, what we felt effective and really helped separate our mission from just, you know, the mission of the church. When we were trying to draft a mission statement for yeah. real and true. It's like, well, how is this different from just like what it means to be a intentional disciple. Mm -hmm. Um, But we felt that doing video content for the catechism was a way we were going to bring that to the modern world. Yeah. I mean, you consume a lot of video on, I know I do. I mean, there's nonstop. My my consumption is on social media. That's how I, I'm even in my own journey back to the faith. That was through social media channels, which is part of why I'm super passionate about this now. Because I mean, there's like the church has described, there's this whole digital continent where people, digital natives are. Right. And like we should show up where they are. And this is one way we're trying to do that is to show up in in videos so that people can find this on social media or on the internet. Um, It's bringing like the book, like you said, transformed into a living voice for the modern world. Not that millennials wouldn't read this book or Gen Z wouldn't read this book, but you're not going to reach them just by printing more books or just mailing them to Mm -hmm. everybody in the world. You need to reach them where they are, where they're consuming content and not just consuming for the sake of entertainment. Although, you know, we tried to make the videos. (laughs) I think they're entertaining. entertaining, Yeah, I think they're entertaining for sure. Uh, But also where they're seeking information, looking for truths about the world. That's the place where they're getting it right now. And so we wanted to bring the truth of the catechism that points to Jesus into that space. And I think what's also cool is that we have two audiences in mind. Yes. And the second audience would be advocates or or people who are like us who who would benefit from having a tool that they could share with other people. And 
and like they want to join our mission, right? Like they, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, like I want to join in that mission, we're hoping that by sharing our, the kind of strategy and the, the planning behind everything that you feel empowered to take these things as tools and maybe take the proclamation video to a friend and have a conversation that's not, you're just teaching them everything, but it's really stirring up and opening up these, yeah, these discussions that you can have about, about the faith, about Jesus. Right. And I love that you said a friend too, right? Because you, you have a lot of experience in parish ministry. You have had that sort of formal role of catechist as your job and mm. as your vocation in the past. Yeah. I've never had a role like that, but that doesn't mean that I should be keeping my faith to myself just because it's not my job to share it with other people. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this is an official term, but we've sort of thought of the advocates can be both formal catechists in who do it as their job and the more informal catechists who is just anyone who is called to uh, echo down or yeah. pass on the faith, whether it's to a peer or to the, if you're a, a bit older, to passing on to the next generation of Gen Z and millennials because they are the next generation of the church. Yeah, that's what's so cool. I mean, I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit here, but <laughs> the that's what's so cool that brings up the point of like, who is the catechism for? And it's like, who is right. this project for? Well, this project is for everyone, but Really, Who is the catechism written for? Yeah, exactly. And that's what's so cool about this catechism that makes it such a gift to the church. It's yeah. unlike any other catechism or any other book besides the scriptures that's ever been put together by the universal church. Um, what makes it such a big gift is it says literally in the catechism, um, it is written first and foremost for bishops because think about it, like the bishops are tasked with guarding and presenting and handing on the deposit of faith. This is a summary, an official summary by the church of the deposit of faith. What the thing they're supposed to guard and pass on. Exactly. And so the bishops are entrusted with that, but then their priests, like they share that burden with their priests who that they also entrust to guard. Burden, gift, joy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> they also entrust that, that, um, that mission to share and pass on and guard the deposit of faith with their pastors. But then think about it too, like your pastor comes to you and says, Hey, can you be Emily? Can you be a catechist and help teach Sunday school and pass on? That would be a formal catechist. And then there are informal catechists, right? So if you're, if you're a parent or if you're a neighbor to someone, like if you're, you know, at the job you work at, you're right. entrusted with If the, you're at a bar with your friend and someone asks you a question about your faith yeah. in, in that moment of responding and teaching them about your faith or about maybe even the faith you share, yeah. you're catechizing them. Yeah. It's so beautiful that, um, even at the opening of Vatican II, Pope John the 23rd said, the purpose of this council is to ask the question, how do we guard and present better the precious deposit of faith to modern man? And so it's not like the doctrine changes. It's just, how do we speak to modern man? And this catechism in particular says it's for bishops, priests, all the lay faithful and anyone who's, in the world, anyone in the world that's looking for truth. And like the idea that every sentence the authors were thinking, an atheist might read this. How do we present? What do they need to know? And we can't take for granted that they have a relationship with God. We need to speak in a way that brings it all the doctrine back to the love that never ends. Um, so that's what's really cool about this catechism is it's written first and foremost for bishops, then priests, then the lay faithful, informal and formal catechists, but it's also written with the whole world in mind. And with the whole world in mind, you know, we want to share that with the world. That's why we're doing these videos. We're putting them into the digital continent. Yeah. We're doing them in multiple languages. We have mm -hmm. a dream to do them in even more languages to make them more shareable and yeah. free to everyone. I think that's a really yeah. important part to acknowledge. Well, and I think also it reminds me too that like that mission for people who want to use these videos or you like join this mission. It reminds me of a big part of this that changed the way I perceive the catechism was, uh, now Cardinal, 
uh, Rhaenyra Cantilamesa, who was Father uh, Rhaenyra Cantilamesa when he was, he's a preacher to the papal household. And so he, he, he preaches to the Pope. To the Pope. <laughs> Listen, like, think about it. He's at the Vatican preaching to the Pope and the and the papal audience here, and, and he's talking about the catechism. And there's a sermon that I read where he said, I would like to reflect on how the catechism can be transformed like a, like a violin resting on a velvet cloth, and it can be picked up and used and played to rouse the hearts of man. And I'm reading that going, whoa, you right? know? And then the next step, in, or later in the sermon, he says, we need to rediscover the catechism's pulsating heart, which is not a doctrine. Well, it's not just a doctrine or a theory, but it's a person, the person of Jesus Christ. And that really changed. I was like, man, if that's really what this book is, I need to read it differently and I need to approach mm -hmm. it differently. And I hope that this project helps other people catch that vision, the vision of the catechism. I love the part of thinking of it as a violin too, because like a violin doesn't make music without someone playing it. Yeah, this yeah. book contains the deposit of faith, but it's not going to be echoed down yeah. to the next generation or to other people in our in our current world without people picking it up and using it to yeah. do that. Yeah, it's so cool too that like. God doesn't need us to share the faith. Right. He he invites us to to participate in that. And it's so cool to think about like, you know, sure, you know, Mother Teresa could have catechized my kids or someone else could catechize and like other friends or teachers will catechize your family, but but also like when you have a chance to echo the faith, I mean that's a unique moment in time that you're participating in this echo. And you're, you have a unique voice to share in that. You and know? and it's so great because everyone is like, we're in the goal of this project, but something that all people can participate in is re-transforming it into the living voice mm -hmm. for the modern world. Yeah. Our faith has been shared for generation after generation, yeah. handed down, but this is your chance to do it for the modern world, the world we live in, the moment that God has created you for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the true faith. This is the faith that that Jesus revealed and wants us to know. And then when we like participate in that, like every architect is a catechist in a way, right? Like even a way an architect brings his creativity to a church, he's building a church that is a reflection of these deep truths. And it's a significant, like unique moment and act, but it's that th creativity participating with the truth of the church. That's really powerful. Like it's a really powerful thing. I'm hoping, I mean, maybe right. we're building a cathedral with this project, but it's kind of a similar thing, a right? A cathedral like, in the digital continent. There you go. Exactly. It's awesome. So it's like the project itself is trying to do that. And I hope it inspires people. I hope, I hope people feel inspired to do the same thing in their own lives. And I mean, that really just cuts again to the, the heart of the mission, what we're trying to do, the mission of real and true, what we're trying to do with this project through these videos, it's not just to make entertaining videos or to translate the catechism into digital format, but we want it to be something and we're creating it with it being free in multiple languages uh, and having this podcast where we look back and do behind the scenes, kind of dive deep into them in a way that we want you to feel you can participate in, Yeah, um, which is really intentional. And like join that echo of the faith, which is really the, the heart of the catechism, yeah. And on a practical note, how people how can people join this mission right now? Well, first thing you do is just share the videos I mean, share the videos with someone you know, like ha like watch them. Pick and, one, share yeah. with one person. And then have a conversation. Like that's been really fun as we've been kind of giving sneak peeks to people. It's just the conversations that are stirred, especially the proclamation videos, yes. explanations, like share in those conversations. And then, uh, yeah, I would say share the videos, 
subscribe to the podcast. Yes. What else? I was well, I was gonna say honestly, one of my favorite moments was when we have had opportunities to share, especially the proclamation video with someone in our target audience yeah. and to see their reaction to be like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to think about these questions in a new way. Yeah, yeah. That was like, oh, that's why we're doing this. Yeah, and that it's like yeah, anyways, I could talk about that forever. But that's so cool because then the explanation video, it's so much more powerful once you've stirred up all of this right. like like what what else you know right so i think share the videos subscribe, subscribe. Um, check out our website yes we realtrue.org beautiful website and, it, and the the website really organizes the content yeah. according to these units according to the structure of the, the catechism that we're applying to this project the ecclesial method yeah um so i think that would be a really great place especially if you're looking for the videos as a resource yeah i think i would say also that like like pray with the catechism, you know, like, right. like go back to the source. Yeah. Like if you really want to, if you're listening to this and you're really passionate about this and you're catching this kind of enthusiasm that we have, I would say like the, every unit is going to have a passage of the catechism and you could not just read it, but pray through it. That was and, something you taught me. I didn't yeah. know you could pray with the catechism. Yeah. And just finding one paragraph that stands out to you and really like reflecting on it and then watching the videos, sharing it with a friend and not trying to teach them anything, but just have a conversation about it and, and allow the, the parts of the catechism that have transformed you to kind of show through in those conversations. Okay. I think that'd be really powerful. That would be powerful. I hope yeah. you guys find it powerful too. A way yeah. you can be part of this mission. We're just getting started. Yeah. Episode one. Yeah. Um, we'll have an episode at least every month as yeah. through to kind of like look back on the unit and hopefully we'll keep this going for a long time. And we'll have plenty of ways for people actually to support. Oh yeah, to support. Yeah. You can go on the website. There's ways to support like with financially donations yeah. because again, we want to keep these videos free for everyone. We want free and global, multiple languages, French, yeah. English, Spanish. Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. For the whole world. Just to start with. Yeah. Maybe multiple languages after that too. That would be amazing. Yeah. So you can do that with your guys' support or at the very least, you know, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, so you can stay connected and let us know what you think. Awesome. Well, until next time. Until next time, this was episode one of the Real and True Podcast.